You want to bet like the Not For The Bay podcast? Go sign up with BetUS Sportsbook, where you can get in the game. Provides multiple sports, online casino, and live betting. Has easy deposits, fast payouts, so sign up today using promo code NFD to receive 125% in bonuses. BetUS. Bet wherever, whenever. Coming up on the Not For The Bay podcast, it's NFL Week 7 Picks and Predictions Day. Uh, also, we're going to be getting into some possible trade NFL trade deadline, possible moves that could possibly happen uh, between now and NFL weeks and before NFL before the trade deadline. Excuse me. And of course, the NBA season has returned. Uh, sat down and watched what two games in the last two days. So it's going to be action packed show as usual. But you know, Sardinell, go ahead do your thing. Ain't no love lost, I'll just move how I move Jockin' for position, I fight in nil or two Whoa, I got these niggas rattled, got these bitches so loose Tell them on the tone while she blow on my flu I got biggie dreams, give me, give me the loot Don't put no ceiling on me, I'ma shoot through the roof Every day I wake up, I'm tryna blow it out This beat is knockin' weed, hittin' while I move through the town I discover what it's like to say, fuck it You can look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something Took a little minute, but I like who I'm becoming. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another epic episode of Not for Debate. This is DeVore. NFL Week NFL Week 7 Picks and Predictions Day. Uh, yesterday, uh, unfortunately, I ended up missing out. I know he was uh, talking about doing something on Tuesday. Um, I got a, I was watching the ring ceremony for the Golden State Warriors. Watched a little bit of the game between them and the Lakers. Uh in between that and I'm, I'm this might my second attempt trying to sit down and watch the Halloween ends movie. And it's, it's, it's been a struggle. Like I have this rule of thumb where if I'm not feeling the movie after watching it three times, that it's a dud and I'm, I'm seriously struggling through the movie. Like I believe it's, it's been out long enough for me to give out a little bit of a little bit of details about this movie. Like obviously I'm, I'm assuming that everybody who sat down and watched the previous Halloween movie and Michael Myers gets beaten up by the, by the neighborhood. And then he goes into hiding or whatever. Then they talk about this other accidental serial killer in the movie. And as the movie progresses, it looks like Michael Myers is trying to pass the torch through to the, uh, the younger serial killer. And that's how far I've gotten so far. And the younger serial killer is falling in love with Lori, which is Michael Myers' sister. Excuse me. The younger serial killer is falling in love with Lori's granddaughter. Excuse me. Lori's granddaughter, which is Lori is Michael Myers' sister, which that would make. What would that make him? I'm trying to think. What would that make? What would that, what would that make him? I'm, I'm, okay. There's, that was my aunt. So that'd be okay. So great uncle. That'd be make it. They would make him his great uncle. Like I literally was sitting there thinking about it for a second. Like, would that make him his, uh, like, okay. Great uncle. It would make him his great uncle. Her, her, his great, her it would make her his great, his niece, his great niece. I hope that's correct. Somebody correct me in the comment section. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm 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 struggling through this movie right now. I'm I'm literally struggling through this movie. But I will say, I am looking forward to the 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 Black Adam movie. Nothing but good 
nothing but good things about the movie as far as like looking at the trailers and 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 people reviewing it that saw it already like i'm 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 really looking forward to it like i'm a huge Dwayne Johnson fan and the DC the C, DC universe the universe definitely needs a dub when it comes down to a movie like i did not enjoy wonder woman either one of the wonder womans i haven't even finished the first wonder woman but i somehow i ended up watching the second one well honestly i didn't even finish the second one yeah, I didn't even finish the second one. So, uh, yeah, I never finished the four. I never finished the Wonder Woman's Aquaman. I, to be honest with you, I, thought, I felt like that was the best DC Universe movie thus far. I've seen that movie quite a few times. Um, Batman v Superman fell asleep in the movie theater during that one. Wasn't really a fan of that. Uh, the Justice League, it was okay. The Snyder's Cut was a little bit better, but I. Uh, how long am I going to have to wait for the next one? Because they left a big, huge cliffhanger at the end of the Snyder's cut. So there's a lot of different things going on in the DC universe. Whereas this is like, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed at how this thing is, is going as of late. So yeah, DC definitely needs a win. They definitely need a win with this movie. And I feel like with, with the way in the rock Johnson, and honestly, I'm, I'm really watching the movie because I like Pierce Bronson. I don't know what his role in the movie is, but I'm a big, huge Pierce Bronson fan. They get back to his James Bond days. Like he was my idol growing up. So it's, it's, I, I can't wait to watch that movie, but let's go ahead and get into a couple of quick little things real fast. Uh, I want to go ahead and start this off with a couple of a trade that happened over the, oh, excuse me, over the last couple of days. That's the Robbie Anderson trade. I know we kind of touched bases on the uh, situation that he had with Steve Wilkes on the sideline and the, and the receivers coach on the sideline during the course of their game on, on Sunday versus the Rams. Uh, they got him up out of there with the quickness. They literally got him up out there with the quickness. Like it was what the next the next day Monday when they went went ahead and pulled the trigger on trading him to the to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not sure if that was more of a power play by the Carolina Panthers or was that more of a, a priority of need for the Arizona Cardinals since Hollywood Brown is going to be missing some time due to a foot injury if I'm not mistaken but they're saying that he's going to be suiting up this well, tomorrow Thursday they say he's going to be suiting up Thursday uh Thursday for the game so that's going to be interesting to see considering the fact that their offense is struggling and I mean struggling bad so you're going to go to I believe you get D-Hop back you're going to go ahead and have uh, Robbie Anderson in the lineup too as well. So that's going to be good. Uh, another another uh, quick note signing that was the Deshaun Jackson signing to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, look, like I was I was really rooting for Deshaun Jackson to go and sign with the with the with the Green Bay Packers. I felt like that was a better fit for him from be be able to get involved in the, in the offense but a little bit more better than the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Rashad Bateman has been in and out of the lineup due to durability. Duvernay, I wouldn't exactly say he's a number one guy. Uh, Lamar, honestly, him getting Deshaun Jackson the ball on time, deep, that's a concern for me. But we'll see what hap happens with that. But we know what Deshaun Jackson brings to the table. Elite four three speed. He can take the top off of any defense. I feel like he can help out the, the rushing attack for the Baltimore Ravens, too. Uh, by removing that safety out of the box, where you have to account for Deshaun Jackson on a rec on well twenty four seven, you have to account for him twenty four seven. So I feel like that's going to be an excellent help for the Baltimore Ravens, not in the passing game, but I feel like it's going to be more in the running game for them to be able to free up and run the ball a little bit more. 
excuse me. So I went ahead and um, got me. I got me three players on my list for the trade deadline. It's going to be. It's going to be November first, four p.m. Eastern time. Is a trade deadline. Got three players on this list right now. I'm uh, going to go ahead and start off with uh, with Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this has been. We've been having this conversation for the past two years. Obviously, durability is an issue for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, can't stay healthy. Can't be on. Can't stay on the field all six, all seventeen games. Excuse me. Um, so they've the Carolina Panthers has been consistently putting them on a trade block. Now, I got four teams, four teams up on my list here. You guys can go ahead and add add to the list in the comment section. But I got the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel like that'd be a good fit for him uh, with the RPO and the and the and the um, yeah with the RPO with 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 Jalen Hurts, I feel like that would be perfect for him. I'm not really a big fan of Miles Sanders. I've always felt like Miles Sanders was too small. Boston Scott's too small. Uh, Gainwell, he's a receiver playing running back. I feel like those guys are all too small. I feel like if you add a Christian McCaffrey to that dynamic, I feel like you'd be damn near unstoppable if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus, the Philadelphia Eagles like to be aggressive uh, during the trade deadline too. So I would, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I got the 49ers up here due to the fact they got multiple injuries uh, at the running back position. I feel like he'd be an excellent acquisition for them. Uh, very, very versatile. I would be interesting to see what Kyle Shanahan could possibly do with him, like motioning him, like putting him in, put at the receiver position, like something like he does with Debo all the time. But I could see it being a little bit more gadgety with with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the Denver Broncos, I got them on the list. And because of the fact that you just lost Javante Williams, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach for the Denver Broncos, benched Melvin Gordon on, on, on Monday night. So I don't know. We we doing some favoritism here. I know we, they went ahead and said he's going to be playing. He's going to be starting this week, uh, week seven. But uh, I'm mixed feelings about that one. It's a possibility. Like they just they just not Latavius Murray over Melvin Gordon really. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put the Broncos on the list. Then we have the Buffalo Bills, which the Buffalo Bills just seem to be on every single superstar list. Like he like Odell Beckham, one of the top. Landing spots was the Buffalo Bills, and then now Christian McCaffrey. It's one of the top landing spots with the Buffalo Bills. So they definitely going to have, they definitely going to have their hand in the cookie jar. But they're a good team. Why wouldn't you want to play with Josh Allen and this good offense where they consistently are putting up points at any point in time in the game? Like I feel like Christian McCaffrey would thrive in this offense. So yeah, four teams for four teams for Christian McCaffrey and the Carolina Panthers. Next player I have Kendrick Bourne up here uh, for the for the New England Patriots. Now I I narrowed it down to just basically one team, honestly. When it, it, like the Green Bay Packers, they're calling around, asking around for receivers. Uh, I know they had Chase Claypool was up there, uh, but I feel like Kendrick Bourne's the, really the most realistic one, considering how considering how they have the most depth with Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, and Nelson Aguilar. So they really wouldn't be missing anything with Kendrick Bourne. But uh, time will tell with that one. I, I like Kendrick Bourne when he came onto the scene with the 49ers, able to be a tough receiver to go across the middle, make the tough catches uh, for sure. Uh, and last but not least, I have Mike Kosicki for the Miami Dolphins. Now, here's the thing with Mike Kosicki. 
I like we knew going into this we knew going into last this year's last year's off season, this thing was not gonna work for the Miami Dolphins and Mike Isiki. Mike Isiki, he lacks the ability to block on a consistent basis. The Dolphins definitely had a lot more scheme fit tight ends on the roster uh, for Mike McDaniel because obviously he's coming from the tree of Mike Shanahan what they like to do run the ball uh, and that doesn't that's not that's not Mike Kosicki's game so that limited his playing time with the Miami Dolphins where it gave some of the other guys uh, a little bit more shine where at this point I'm honestly starting to think that Mike Kosicki just just go out and be a receiver at this point because uh, you're your your career is dwindling with at this point. And I have the Green Bay Packers up here again because I feel like he would be a great fit for Aaron Rodgers for him to get creative with him where he could possibly put him in the slot on a boundary. You need a 50-50 guy. Mike Kosicki is definitely your guy sitting at 6'6". So I feel like this would be perfect. Um, and they can they could definitely do some damage together if they actually went ahead and pulled the trick on this trade. <clears throat> but yes... That is my, those are my three NFL trade deadline players uh, this week. Probably come up with about three more next week. But, um, yeah, we're going, this today, we're going to go, we're going to go fast and furious with these things today as far as these NFL picks because I know I end up missing out on the, on the Thursday night game, which is tomorrow, which I usually try to do it a day early. So then, well, by Thursday evening after the Thursday night game, we can come back on here and finish the rest. But we may end up doing a back-to-back tomorrow, going over the game, and then, and then, uh, and then going over the rest. Not really sure what I want to do. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and wing these mugs. Let's go ahead and wing them. So let's go ahead and kick it off with this Thursday night game. It's going to be the New Orleans Saints at the at the Arizona Cardinals. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals are a two-point favorite which I'm extremely surprised. Well, I take that back. Due to the injuries for the New Orleans Saints, they got a lot of injuries. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are at home. They both literally been, been they both been their games that they've played. Like, I feel like the New Orleans Saints loss was a little bit of a heartbreak considering the fact that who they had playing and they was able to keep it close. Then you look at the Arizona Cardinals. The defense is straight. The only, the only issue that I have is their their offense. Their offense can't move the ball. So, ah, uh, if if I would try to try to avoid this one as much as possible. But what I'm what I'm thinking, I'm gonna go ahead and take. Uh, uh the over under is forty four points. I'm going to go ahead and take the under because they've got two two good defenses. Offense is going to definitely struggle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now I'm thinking about it. We just got finished talking about Robbie Anderson. Just got finished talking about uh, D-Hop going to be back. We don't know what we're going to get out of Arizona. Like, there's a lot of questions with Arizona. Like, I'm, I'm scared. You know what? We're going to go with the under. Yeah, let's go ahead and go with the under with the 44. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. We should be good to go with this one. So yeah, let's let's go ahead and go with the under. I'm I'm confident that that's what that's going to be. Next game we have the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Dak Prescott's back. Dak Prescott is back. 
No more Cooper Rush. So uh, this one is going. It's, it's sitting at seven and a half. They got the Detroit Lions as the favorite. That can't be right. Well, they got the Detroit Lions as the favorite. So um, here's my thing. I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Cowboys. This should be easy for me. So, well, do I want to take the seven and a half? Mm. Probably not because I like the Detroit Lions offensive line. Uh, that's going to be a good test for the Dallas Cowboys defensive line. How they be able to go up against this 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 offensive line for the Detroit Lions? But I'm going to go ahead. I I definitely don't want to take the spread. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the money line for this one for the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like that's the safest pick because again, I don't know what Dak is going to look like his first game back. After that, after the injury, he might be a little bit rusty. He might, they might allow the Detroit Lions to hang around in this game. I definitely don't want to find out. So I'm going to go ahead and money line this game. Next up, we have the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a three point favorite, which I'm extremely surprised considering the fact that the New York Giants, they're on a, they're, they're doing, they're doing a phenomenal job right now. They're sitting at five and one. And is looking like for the next couple of weeks is going to be some fairly favorable opponents for them. But I'm going to go. I, the thing is with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I feel like they just play around too much in these games. And also Trevor Lawrence turns the ball over a little bit too much. Yes, turns the ball over a little bit too much. And it causes it causes the it causes the Jaguars the games. Now, if they could somehow run the football effectively with Travis Etienne and James Robinson and then have Trevor Lawrence play off of that, taking them off the spot with some play actions, then I feel like they have a fairly good chance of winning this game because both defenses this is really good. So I'm going to go ahead and go. Obviously, you're going to be picking a lot of unders today. I'm going to go ahead and take the, the under, which is the which is 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking the under. We're going to go ahead and take the under. Next game is the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, again, this is another game where you, I really can't trust either one of these teams. Like the Indianapolis Colts had a nice little walk-off game, touchdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars with a deep pass to Alec. Uh, excuse me. Uh, man, I can't think of that receiver's name. Deep, deep pass to the receiver the Indianapolis Colts did. Um, again, this is another game that could be end up being a toss-up. Like, I feel like with the Tennessee Titans, they just don't have enough weapons for them to be able to do anything. Just think, just a thought. Just Mike Asiki might be able to help, but then I wonder again when I think about it, if he ends up playing the tight end position, that's going to exploit Derrick Henry. Yeah, so this looks like it's a no-go for Mike Asiki moving forward. I don't think he should be playing tight end. Maybe he should just go out there and play receiver. But uh, if I had to pick... I'm going to go ahead and go with the under again. Like I'm over here picking a lot of unders today. I'm going to go ahead and go with the under cuz I I I is this is this is this is a this is a hit or miss here. Both teams are bad. I I got to I got to go. It's, a, it's I'm going with the under. 42 and a half. Next up we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are the favorite in this game. I'm surprised. Yes, yeah, so the Cincinnati Bengals are the favorite. There's both teams are sitting at three and three. The Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons just came off of a good, a nice win versus the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm pretty sure they got some confidence. Uh, the defense is very, very good for the Atlanta Falcons. Like people sleep on this defense for the Falcons, but they literally get it done. 
And on the flip side, when you sit there and you look at the Cincinnati Bengals and you look at their offense, the inability to move the ball down the field consistently with the amount of talent that they have at this receiver position, at the running back position, there should be no excuse. They should be running up. Like it should be, it should, it should be a, a, a racetrack back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And their inability to put points on the board is starting to get a kind of a, kind of ridiculous. And then, of course, the offensive line who you invested so much money into and were in our inability to be able to protect the quarterback. Like, I just want to take a second just to talk about this for a second because that could, that ends up being one of my biggest pet peeves is like, I, I like the, the Cincinnati Bengals did, you know, finally invest into offensive line in year three. But I just wanted to, this is just for teams in general, NFL teams in general. My biggest pet peeve is when you, when you draft a quarterback and you put them and you put them in these situations where the quarterback position is the, is the most dependent position in sports. Excuse me. Second most dependent, uh, no, second most dependent position in sports where the quarterback has to rely on the offensive line to protect him long enough for him to be able to make the proper reads and checks for him to get to get past the ball to the open man accurately and efficiently. So like when I look at guys like Kenny Pickett put in the situation with the offensive line shaky and and all this talent at the wide receiver position, his inability to get him get him the ball, which he's this his this game this week is he's gonna be a question. Then you have you have average fans that be sitting there and they be like, "Yep, I knew this guy was a bust. I knew this guy was a bust." But in reality, you can't really get a fair a fair assessment over these guys because their offensive line don't protect them. But anyway, getting back on topic with the Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to go ahead and take the I'm going to take the under again for uh, 47 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the under on this one. I'm not going to be playing around with these picks today. Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, An AFC North rivalry game. Right now, the Baltimore Ravens is the favorite. Uh, It's going to be very, very tough for the Cleveland Browns to run the ball in the Baltimore Ravens. That's like one of their staples, like his rush defense. So, I'm thinking... What am I thinking? I'm going to go ahead and go Baltimore. They're going to clean this thing up from what happened last week. They're going to clean it up, and then they're going to come out with a dub at home against the Cleveland Browns. Next is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Now, I know we, we had the discussion in the past. We don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. Well, we kind of do. But his head is all over the place. Trust me. I've been there. I've done that. His head's all, is all over the place. It's like he's doing like, and the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are suffering because of it. Like at some point he got to get it together. Now against this team, no, not so much. He'll get it done. He'll get it done against this team, but any other team, I feel like this is, this is, this is going to be a, this is going to, this is where we're going to get this thing back on track for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 11 points is a little bit too much considering the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have struggled. Again, I would try to avoid this game as much as possible, but I'm going to go ahead and take the under again, which the under is 40 and a half. Yeah. I like I'm taking a lot of, I'm taking a lot of point spreads here. Excuse me. I'm taking a lot of over unders here. So bear with me while I find the game that I feel like is necessary for me to actually take the points or money line again. 
So then we have the Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. The Green Bay Packers are a five-point favorite. So both teams are struggling. Unfortunately, Carson Wentz is, is going to be missing some time. So the quarterback, the starter for the Washington Commanders is looking like it's going to be Taylor Heineke by Sunday. So, again, we don't know what we're going to get out of Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, a couple years back, actually shocked the world. It was able to go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in the playoffs. So we know, we don't know what, what Heineke possibly have learned from Carson Wentz from holding that clipboard for for that short amount of time. He, he may end up coming out there slinging the rock, and then they may end, up, may end up upsetting the Green Bay Packers. Who knows? But I feel like this is a, this is definitely a make-or-break game for the Green Bay Packers here who are just sliding and, and capable of moving the football down the field offensively. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the, the Green Bay Packers. They're going to go ahead and cover that five points. Next game, we have the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Uh, the New York Jets. Uh, the I they If you're not paying attention to the New York Jets, make sure that you're paying attention to the New York Jets because the Jets are coming out here. They're definitely doing their thing, and you can't. They're not the laughing stock of the league anymore. I'm 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 being honest. They're not they're not going to be the laughing stock of the league anymore. So, got to get used to that. Now, shout out to uh, Call Sign Bloodbath for his comment. Big Jets fan. Uh this week, I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. I like the Jets, considering the fact that the Broncos can't move the ball. We have our concerns about the head coach for the Denver Broncos, which we'll probably get into the next episode. I'm actually working on working on quite a few things with that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Jets. It's a pick-ems, actually. So I'm going to go ahead and go with, yeah, the New York Jets. New York Jets. Go Jets. Brees Hall. Next, we're going to go ahead and move. Oh, well, this is the second four o'clock game, but the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I, last week, the Raiders had the bye. I feel like when they get the ball in uh, Josh Jacobs' hands, a lot of things open up for the Raiders. Uh, Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans, he's doing his thing. If they can run the ball and stay consistent, they could do some damage. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the Las Vegas Raiders. They didn't like that loss last last Monday night. The way that they lost, it was just horrible. So they want to come out with a good first impression. So I'm going to go ahead and go with, whoa, seven and a half. Oof. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go with the under again. Like, what was it, like four unders so far? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and go with the unders because I don't – seven and a half, that's, that's a tough ask. That's a big, huge stuff ass for for the Raiders to beat the Texans by a touchdown. Uh, yeah, we're taking the under. I'm not gonna play around with this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take the under. Let's not play these games. Definitely take the under. All right, next up we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers. And the Chiefs are the are a three point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. I'm not sure what the durability situation is looking like for the San Francisco 49ers. I just know last week they had a lot of bodies out. But I feel like the Chiefs 
offense is high powered enough for them to be able to take care of business against the San Francisco 49ers. And the rule of thumb in this game is to take care of the football. You don't want to give, you don't want to give, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo as many, as many opportunities as you, as you, as you need to get him, get, get, need to give him, excuse me. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Kansas City Chiefs covering the three points. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks at the at the Los Angeles Chargers. Spread is six points. Now, again, another game where I'm not going to trust the six points. I, I, I'm really not going to trust the six points. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm going to go straight up money line with the Los Angeles Chargers considering how it's minus 250. Uh, the next game is the, is the Sunday night game, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins, which... I feel like this is going to be sentimental. Megas Fitzpatrick's return to the Miami Dolphins. That you have Brian Flores' first return to the Miami Dolphins. The, the uh, excuse me, Brian Flores going up against his former team, his former defense that he technically built. So all the line checks and the and the blitzing all comes from Flores. They're trying to reimplement that with Josh Boyer being under his wing. It's going to be interesting. I really want to take the Pittsburgh Steelers because of the the, the style of play that the Pittsburgh Steelers have it, with that receiver talent, Deontay Deontay Johnson. Then you have uh, Claypool, and then you just added um, my goodness, why can't I think of that receiver's name? The rookie receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers that I can't think of right now. Like they have. They have a, they have some weapons on the outside where I feel like it's going to be pretty scary for the excuse me for the Miami Dolphins to come out here and run a lot of man to man. That's something that I don't see happening, and I'm going to go ahead and go with. I know if I go if I don't go with the Dolphins, people are going to call me a hater because I've sat down and had the conversation about Mike Tomlin, I believe, two times already with you guys, and the reviews have not not been good. They have definitely have not been good. But considering the fact that Tua is coming back for the Dolphins, I feel like they're going to be able to overcome these Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to go ahead and go, whoa, seven points. Let's go ahead and go with the 45 and below. I don't like that. I don't like that high one. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Honestly, this is a no-brainer for me. Bailey Zapp. Zappy is playing phenomenal for the Pittsburgh for the New England Patriots. I'm sorry, and nobody asking about Tom Brady except for in the media. So what we're gonna do is uh, go ahead and take the New England Patriots. They're playing great defense. Ramondre Stevenson doing his thing. So yeah, it's 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 looking like nine points. Can the New England Patriots cover nine points? No. Okay. Got my answer no. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the I'm gonna go ahead and take the New England Patriots because the Chicago Bears just cannot move the ball whatsoever. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the New England Patriots and I'm gonna go ahead and take the under two as well. Thirty nine and a half is the is the over under. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take the go ahead and take the New England Patriots on this one against the Chicago Bears. Alright, so there you go. That is this this edition of the Not for the Bay podcast. Be sure to go ahead and like and subscribe to our other pages. Uh, I should be back after the game tomorrow, depending on how but my entertainment level is on. But this is the Not for the Bay podcast. 
You can look I'm me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Yup, 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 yup. Ain't no fucking guess that feel like Kyrie, they no puppet. Like the heavens need an angle just for studying. Yeah, you know it's always a vibe when some real ones collide. Gotta keep some people around who know how to survive. Hustling like a nigga just arrived. Around the clock, a nigga loses sense of time. I done been through some shit. Yeah, I've been through some shit, but I get through it for what it's worth. Can't show no love, but the respect don't come first. Can't pay no mind. Look me in my eyes, and you know I'm up to something. Ain't no love lost, I just move how I move. 